Welcome to Grace Point Direct, a place that helps us all connect just a little bit deeper in our church. I'm your host, Taylor Wood. The goal of all these podcasts is to inform about different things that we have happening in the church body, but also to dig just a little bit deeper into the different topics and issues that we should all find interesting. We'll be dropping a new episode each week, so make sure to subscribe so you'll get notified when that episode hits. Also, make sure to download that new Grace Point app. You'll find up-to-date information on different events that are happening. You can give through the app. You can find sermon audio through the app. And it's a place that you can also send prayer requests to our pastoral staff and connect in uh, with those guys and gals. Today, we've got episode number 13 in our More Than a Minister series where we'll get to know our staff in just a way that maybe you haven't gotten to yet. This particular staff member is a well-known individual among our ranks. He's a South Arkansas, or Arkansan, I should say, like myself, and quickly becoming Centerton's premier farm-to-yurt experience guide, uh, Mr. Kevin Crow. What's up, man? Welcome. Hey, I appreciate it. I don't know if it's Lucky 13, or if Ooh. I'm, like, am I the standard here? Like, what, what's the 13 number bring us? Usually people skip over 13 because they're afraid. We're not mm. afraid, Kevin. No, I embrace it. We're not afraid. 13 is going to be special for us. I believe that. It's that, it's that yes. uh, Southern Arkansas tie that we bring. That's right. That's right. Uh, so speaking of that, you and I uh, use the term L.A., that we're from L.A., which L.A. is? Lower Arkansas. Lower Arkansas. Anyone right. who has that standard in their life, yeah. you know, they know it. Yeah, and it's, it's obviously a quippy thing, right? It's like we're poking fun of, we could say, I'm from L.A. And right. people are like, really? <laughs> well, especially in this area, we've got the, so many people moving in from California, right. yeah, all yeah. these things. Yeah. A lot of looks, for sure. Yeah, and so it's a it's a thing that we like to poke fun at. But, uh, man, I'm so happy that you're here. I have a ton of stuff that I want to talk to you about and ask you about, and I think that would be really cool for everyone to hear about. Um, but first, let's just start with your family, uh, who you're married to, kids, um, and then we'll jump into what they got going on as well. All right, yeah. So, um, obviously, if you've met my wife, you know that I'm married so far out of my league. It's not even funny. Um, yeah. So that's just the reality of it. Uh, but we've been married going on 13 years uh, to my beautiful wife, Kayla. Um, she uh, is a nurse practitioner. Um, she worked most recently for Mercy and now is dabbling with some stuff with the U of A yeah. and uh, Children's Hospital. Oh, and that's then, cool. Now, how does it, you said going on 13 years. Uh, this fall, the August will be 13 for us. August will be 13. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this, this Keeping was 12. Keeping this trend. I, yeah. I, yeah, oh yeah, 13 trend. I, I was thinking, I was like, did y'all get married the same year we did? But we... Uh, Looks like y'all get married in 2008? Yes. Yeah, okay. We're 2009, so sorry, nice. go ahead. Nice. No, no, that's great. I was like I said, just trying to keep the uh, episode 13 oh, yeah, going yeah, here. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we don't have 13 children, that's that's for sure. So we'll, we'll stop shame. that. Yeah, but we do have three, so... That's close. Close, somewhat. Um, but our oldest uh, is James. Um, if you've met him, he uh, kid's a stud. Um, he actually yeah. just launched uh, here recently, so he's yeah. uh, entered into adulting and his whole world... Um, our middle child is Olivia, mm-hmm. um, and then our youngest is Edith, who just celebrated uh, her fifth birthday uh, this week, oh, yeah. which is pretty Big exciting. E. So yeah, she's the sweetest man. We all your kids are sweet, but <laughs> she's definitely but, a firecracker. She she got she's she sneaky on you. Yeah, because you look at she's like you know little Edith. She's small and she's got the like you know cute kid face. And uh, she is she she's got some uh, ad, some not attitude some character. That's what I was going yes, for. Yes. some character. Uh, so uh, now James. Uh, you said just launched. Yes. He is, uh, uh, I know that he is a barber, which right. is really awesome. Right. Um, but also, is he wanting to go pro in bodybuilding? I don't think pro is the okay. word I would use. Uh, 
He but, may should. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> like he enjoys the fitness side of things, and his uh, right. his roommate, which is uh, Logan uh, Lorenz, uh-huh. Ann's uh, son, yep. uh, they've been good friends for a while, and so they're both just into fitness and mm-hmm. just kind of wanted to dabble and see how this goes. So right. James wrestled in high school, and mm-hmm. so the whole fitness thing has kind of been uh, a key component as far as him staying active. And, right. Uh, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. So come June is his first uh, physique show. Oh, so Really? I'm, Interested and is excited. It, local? it is. It is. Okay. So I think it's in Rogers. I'm not okay. maybe Metroplex or something like that. I may be wrong on that part. But our family doesn't look normal. Um, yeah. And even what's humorous is Olivia actually came first. So oh. Kayla and I joke often about how um, she definitely has the character traits of like the oldest child. Oh, that's funny. But she's yeah. definitely a middle child. Um, <laughs> and how funny. in our order. So it's a really funny dynamic. Yeah. And uh, in that, you guys have adopted. Yes. Um, so James and Olivia are adopted into your family, mm-hmm. um, which is a really cool story. I think that is really fitting for just what we do at Grace Point. But also, uh, you've been able to uh, walk with some other families that have, have done that as well. Yeah. Um, so w- what about that adoption journeys um, do you think has really shaped your family? Yeah. And, and I'll come back to this later, but you know, even... Grace Point's like mosaic ministry and things like that mm-hmm. is a big part of how we ended up mm. um, as a part of Grace Point. But, um, you know, so for us, like our dynamic, we, uh, Kayla and I were actually vacationing. Uh, we went out to uh, Yellowstone backpacking and, Ooh, nice. and stuff. And we started having the conversation. We're three, four years in now. And like, what do you want to do with this whole kid conversation? And <laughs> yeah. uh, we got the book Radical um, by David Platt. And mm. uh, we did the audio version just as, as we were in the car. And, right. Uh, and it just kind of rocked our world. I um, really would recommend it um, from a book perspective, but it just made us really question like um, things outside the norm, um, right. especially when it comes to society and things like that. And so we got back and started praying about it, told a few friends, said, hey, pray for us. We're not really sure what this means. Mm. And uh, gosh, next thing we know, we got, and this is within, all within a few months, we get a call like, hey, we have... His birth mother, would you be willing to meet? And we're wow. like, holy cow, uh, really? And yeah. so um, we met, and uh, I was actually in Dallas for a conference, and Kayla calls me and goes, hey, are you ready to be a dad? Because uh, oh, wow. we got chosen. And so like that all happened within uh, about a three-month window, and then um, her birth date um, wasn't until October, and I was actually in Little Rock for a road bike race, and we get a call okay. like, hey, her birth mother's going in labor, like you need... To get here, and well, at first we we're like, no, like you know, it's it's you know just some contractions or something. Like nothing, nothing's really happening. Right. We're like, surely if we don't go though, something will be bad, you know, or something will happen. Not <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. And so we hit the road, and um, there's a really beautiful photo of um, you know because we were flying back because we got a call about halfway back, like oh no, like labor's happening, you need to get here now, kind of wow. thing. Like, and uh, so dropping Kayla off and at the ER entrance, and uh, her running in, and um, one of the ladies who was really integral in the whole process, like took a photo of like her coming in and Kayla and the birth mother and just crying. And oh, wow. it was just a really cool, powerful uh, yeah. photo that we have. Um, so yeah, so, the, so Olivia uh, at birth, um, private adoption came mm-hmm. with that. And then we started a few years later, started talking about kids again. And yeah. we started praying about it and felt like Guy kind of um, said, you know, I, I think something different needs to be, uh, you know, be in your, uh, your wheelhouse. And we didn't mm-hmm. know what that really meant. Um, and uh, we had some really good friends that were uh, fostering, um, and they were like, hey. And we, so we had met James um, yeah. through that, and um, he, he's got several siblings, and they had him and one of his siblings. And they're like, we, we don't feel called to adopt, but we know his parental rights are going to be terminated, mm. and we're not sure what to do. And right. we just feel like that like that was a moment like God just kind of 
revealing like I told you I had a plan for you. You know, this is right. it. And yeah. Um, so he moved in um, over over a Thanksgiving break, and uh, which was really cool. And, mm. um, and you know, with the state, you have to foster to adopt, and so right. through that right. whole process. And um, but yeah, he, he's a phenomenal young man. And absolutely, uh, yeah. I joke, uh, especially you know mentioned earlier with him being a barber. There's nothing like questioning whether you know you've been a good dad or not, as your son is holding a razor to your neck, you know, <laughs> trying to clean you up. Right. Yeah. But yeah. No, he's he does a phenomenal job. I'll, I'll give him a shout out if anybody's looking for a cut because I know several staff and uh-huh. uh, yeah. even kids uh, go over to him. But he's over at Elite, uh, yeah. corner of J and yeah. One Hundred Two. We've so. been. Yeah, we've been over there. Uh, I had a I, and we ha- have a, a kid from our hometown that was just posted that he was at Elite the other day. So I thought oh, that was very cool. cool. Yeah. 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 So well, that's where he went. Um, and those guys were really like cool mentors to yeah. him. And so they. It's a pretty, pretty cool a, little spot there. Yeah, yeah, and they opened up a booth for him, and it's been a great fit. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, and I look forward to at some point, um, just due to the nature of the church and this podcast, I guarantee you we'll have adoption-focused little mini-series coming out because that's something kind of on my hit list there of uh, wanting to get done. So I look forward to hearing more of that story and yeah. kind of how, how you guys can uh, – can transfer that and like, you know, talking to other families and stuff. But uh, let's jump real quick into uh, where you're from. Okay. Uh, growing up a little bit. Give us a little bit of young Kevin. Yeah. And uh, then I know we're going to get into some extreme sporting uh, okay. eventually. So. Yeah. So I uh, I grew up small town, Arkansas. So a little town in between Malvern and Hot Springs. So it's a mm-hmm. blimp on the map. Um, no, no. Uh, Is it Bismarck? Bismarck's close. Yeah. Um, they were, um, we they were a rival school, um, yeah. but they, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the seven, the seven players from each school playing each other in every sport. Right. That, <laughs> I, I joke uh, if you could walk straight, you could play, which isn't really true. We actually were pretty talented. Uh, I was fortunate in my high school outside of basketball. Yeah. Uh, but I was the only one who played uh, four sports in my in my grade. So yeah, yeah. Uh, football, basketball, baseball, track, and then I was also in band. Um, yeah. But because I could walk straight, they let me do it. Right. Uh, I wasn't right. that I was any good. I just could walk straight. Right. No, we were. Yeah. We were. Uh, Fairly talented in ba- uh, in football, conference camps all three years, baseball, yeah. track. Right. Basketball's a different story. Yeah. Uh, we'd run people over, but um, typically we'd all foul out. There's three guys left in the right. game, and we're right. trying to figure that out, right? Right. But uh, yeah, so grew up there. Uh, really, uh, really active uh, from that perspective. You know, grew up um, small. Uh, we went to church in Malvern, and so like, yeah. I-, I joke, like, if the doors are open, like, our family's mentality is we were there. You know? right. So you had the right. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, kind of deal. So yeah, that was our, that was our flow. Yeah. So what was um, what was you're in, involved in sports and things, but what was the first job? The first, let's say it this way, because I know there's like lots of little jobs. That yeah, yeah. Away. You know, southern southern towns like you're, like you've got <laughs> yeah. Jimmy that you're working in his farm or his right, field or exactly. you know mowing hay lines. in the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, first real job. Then um, there's one gas station. Um, like I said, so there's like one high that goes through the mm. schools on one side, the gas stations on the other. That's mm. that's the end of the town, yeah. and then two little churches. Um, and I worked as a little um, gas attendant there at that. Oh, uh, cool! Yeah, yeah. That was my first kind of job from that. Which my second one out of that, you'll appreciate this. Um, there was a rock quarry, so Magnet Cove gets its name because it's like the only deposit of magnetite, magnetic rock in the country. I know, really weird. That's yeah. Um, the thing, a memory I have growing up is Jacksonville Air Force Base always sending C-130s over yeah. our town because it would mess the magnetic fields would mess with oh. their uh, uh, their tools. And so they would sit in order to see how the pilots would respond. So I remember like going oh. up like all the time, like you'd hear this like low rumble coming through <laughs> and you'd have have six or eight like these big old planes like flying right. over. Yeah. Uh, but from That's that, cool. I ended up working uh, a job in the in one of the quarries, uh, working a 95 pound rotating jack, uh, nice. which was a ridiculous job. And yeah. 
uh, you know, for at that time in my life, I was like a, I don't know, like a buck 30. <laughs> and so it beat me up. Right. So it was, a, it was not a fun job, but it was right. comical for sure. What'd you do out of high school? Um, so I went to Arkansas Tech. Okay. Uh, home Boys. of the Wonder Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Although apparently they're trying to change it to like some bulldog named Jerry. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Jerry the bulldog. Yeah. Right. So, I don't like uh, that either. My wife will be embarrassed of this, but we didn't have a physical mascot when I was there. And so... I feel you. And so what do you need to do when it doesn't exist? You create it. And That's so right. my freshman year, um, I got you know the green like uh, leotard you know bodysuit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a, a, a seamstress to get like a gold crest with a green WB. Uh, you know the gold underwear, gold shoes, gold yeah. eye band. Got some. Oh, no. I ordered some like treasure troll, like gold and green hair. Oh yeah. Had the gold cape, and I uh, showed up as the Wonder Boy. So, so that so that existed. So yes. I went. What, what year was that college? Uh, that had been oh, uh, great in two thousand. So two thousand to two thousand one. So year. I'm I'm two thousand seven. Okay. So seven years, that was happening. Whenever I, so I went to Henderson. Yep. I have buddies that went to Arkansas Tech, and the Wonder Boy still existed. That's funny. I want to say one of my buddies that graduated the year before me was the Wonder Boy for at least a week or something. Oh, that's you know? awesome. Man, he, he definitely fits the mold. I can right. tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Arkansas Tech. Um, what uh, what did you study there? Uh, parks and Recreation. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, that that was applicable. It well, it was. Yeah. So I uh, had kind of a weird journey in that. So I started my freshman year was as, as an engineering major. Mm-hmm. Um. I enjoyed it until I got into computer programming. Yeah. And I was like, this is miserable. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be behind a screen this much. Like, I hated it. Because like, that back at that back then, the programming was like legitimate, yes. straight up one-to-one C++ programming. C++. And like, I mean, it was it was like hours in the labs. Like, yeah. And, you know, and every keystroke, there was, I mean, it was it was a mess. The, the technology we have now, it's not that engineering is easy, but. Right, but it's it just totally different look, yeah, than what it right, used to be. Right. And uh, I still got several, like even like this last weekend, hang out with some really great friends that were engineering majors from tech yeah. uh, that were so close. But. Um, so kind of went through this like soul searching. I don't know what I want to do, um, yeah. kind of thing. And but I knew engineering at that point was not it. Like if this is what it was, this is not what I wanted to do. Right. And I ended up interviewing for a summer camp, uh, Sky Ranch down in East Texas. Oh yeah. And while there, uh, a guy um, named Wendell just he kind of had a conversation with me, like, "Hey, you should stay." I'm like, "What do you mean stay?" And he's like, yeah. "I've got an internship program. Um, I want you to stay." And I do that. And long story short, I ended up uh, dropping out of school, which mm. I'm sure my parents are real thrilled about, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, did this year long internship. And it really drove this uh, desire and excitement for camp. Um, right. I always loved going to camp as a kid, but I didn't really know like you could make an occupation out of that. Right. And so as that kind of ended um, with the internship, I was like, all right, well, what do I want to do? And I, I thought about transferring schools. I had a lot of friends at Texas A&M that I thought about transferring to at one point. And I uh, said, so no, I want to go back to tech and ended up there and yeah. um, tr- uh, changed majors to Parks and Rec and yeah. kind of went from there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just trying to think about your story and trying to see that thread there. I mean, even all the way back to the gas station of learning that customer first mindset when it's different when you're at a camp or you're a, a leader at a camp or something like that, than when you you work the encampment right. is different. Right. Working the encampment is that customer first I got to get this stuff up and running because we have people landing this right. next week. And, and nothing's ever comfortable. It's always exactly. like, it's not normal. Like you're at camp, like uh-huh. things just don't go that's right. as planned and that's okay. Yeah. So, uh, 
I, I, I'm sure the dropping out thing was a fun thing, but um, it, it definitely seemed like something that sets you on a, a, a very specific career path. Because I know that yeah. you were at that encampment and you were at War Eagle at some point too. What's the, the what's yeah? The jump so there? the kind of the the transition from there. So it was that sky. I ended up going back there for another summer, mm-hmm. and then as I'm getting towards the end of my Parks and Rec degree. Um, I've got a. I had to figure out an internship with that. Right. And so um, Tyler Coffee and I actually ended up at the, uh, different times at the same place, but yep. ended up working as a guide for a company called Adventure Experiences. Yeah. Outside of, uh, oh, not outside of, but in Colorado. Right. And so outside of Gunnison. And anyway, it was a really cool experience. And right. And so from there, it was well. I started looking at some camps, started having some initial conversations with some places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did a little bit uh, guiding services like during the summer, but also then hunting uh, guiding services with uh, AE and uh, yeah. trying to figure out like what the transition would be as I was applying to different places. And as I was doing that, it was, it was becoming a reality of like I didn't have a whole lot to separate myself. Mm. And so as far as getting a full time job, like, right. I only had a couple camp experiences and like where like where where was that niche? And mm-hmm. so um, I ended up deciding to go to seminary. And so from that, uh, ended up in Dallas, uh, Dallas Theological Seminary, and I uh, got a master's in Christian education um, yeah. with an emphasis in, in camping. Okay. Uh, so I want to get into that because that, okay. that start pulling into that, that ministry piece, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, uh, kinda, I'm kind of interested in why. But first, I promised Tyler that I would bring up Double Decker Kevin yes. before oh my goodness. when we do this. So if you've ahead. never experienced a Double Decker outhouse, you're, you have not lived. <laughs> oh, so my gosh. They were no, no, awesome. No, no, no. Let me clarify. Yes. He said Double Decker outhouse. Yes, I did. Okay. So, one, the base camp, um, which we worked out of, uh, says about 10,000 feet in elevation. Like, it was out there. Yeah. And so, like, from an electricity standpoint, it was generators. And so, you only had a couple buildings that even had power, for one. Right. Um, but... There was no flushing toilets. You had outhouses. But right. because the snow gets so deep and thick, um, both early, it's still there early in the season, but also towards the end of the season when they still have hunting going on. And so you have to figure out options. So they built double-decker outhouses so you could still access <laughs> the toilet. Oh um, but the, there's there's some humor in being in the bottom and someone being at the top and the noise. <laughs> that sure. uh, I'll just leave that imagery there for yeah. you. But, yeah. man, it's... It's a comical experience for that, sure. That's some engineering in and of itself. The right, double, the double right. The double-decker outhouse. Um, they never leaked, as far as I know, so I'll take that. <laughs> that's that's a pro. Yeah, that's definitely the win there. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So you're um, you're trying to delineate a little bit of career here, right? Yeah. Like you're trying to figure out how to, like what's next in career. Why ministry? Like or why seminary? You know, like was this um, from upbringing in church and just like, at some point you in your brain had to say. I want yeah. this to vocationally be uh, ministry to be vocationally something I do. Well, yeah, and so like I said, the, the desire at this point was camp. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I wanted to be at faith based camps. Okay, um, and so that's where this whole conversation kind of came about. And so as I was looking at like my skill sets and what camps had to offer, almost every camp has pools and ropes courses. Right, and so I got. Um, and one of the big things that Adventure Experience is known for is like building ropes courses. So I worked for them for a little bit doing that right, as well. Right. So I had that expertise in my back pocket. And then just what separated my like – I had that, but what else could separate me from you know, the other guy who was applying? Right, and right. seminary just made sense. And then part of why I ended up in Dallas is because it was non-denominational. Okay. And so it didn't shoehorn me into uh, a particular um, right. denominational camp. Right, right. And right. so that was kind of the, the mindset – from that, and so then, in graduating from there, mm-hmm. uh, which I will say, I loved my time in seminary. I absolutely hated living in Dallas. So as <laughs> yeah. 
anyone who lives in Texas probably does or should. Oh, yeah. 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 Food's good. Concrete jungle. Right. Know? That's true. That's true. It is quite the place. Um, so you finish up DTS yeah, and, and that's how I ended up at War Eagle. So War Eagle was brand new at so that time. You did DTS there though. Yep. So Colorado then DTS. Colorado and DTS. Yeah. And now, now we're, uh, applying or seeing something come up and was Northwest Arkansas on your radar at all? Um, mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, like I had started, um, I'd taken a, a what was called a J term. So over Christmas mm-hmm. break, uh, class. And basically I had to do, uh, not quite a thesis, but basically I had to put together this binder of different camps that exist throughout the country, because this is still early days, internet, why, you know, stuff. Right, so the, right, yeah. where the things that we have like at our fingertips really didn't exist. And so I had to do all this research mm-hmm. to figure out like um, camps that existed and like what their niches were. Right. And so I had uh, so I had this kind of portfolio that I put together. And so from that and just making these cold turkey calls, like I was right. able to really um, kind of start seeing some camps that like I had um, some appreciation for and what they did. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, War Eagle is a sister camp of Camp Ozark, and I had met a guy uh, that worked for them, and uh, had talked really highly, and he was like, hey, there's this camp that's opening up in Northwest Arkansas. Um, you should check it out. I think you'd be a really great fit. Hmm. And he was kind of telling me what was going on with it. Right. And so for those who don't know, one of the big things with War Eagle, um, it's funded by Alice Walton, yeah. which is a really cool thing. But her big desire in that is that the demographics of War Eagle completely mirror the demographics of NWA. Hmm. So kids that go out there are only from the four-county area. And you've got kids who pay and you have kids who don't, and it matches that demographic, and they work hard to make sure that is the case. Right. And, and I just, I love that appeal. Like, because camp gets expensive, as you can imagine. Right. Uh, there's some really incredible camps out there. And I even think about like my time in Dallas, a lot of the church that I worked at, mm-hmm. um, I was in seminary. Like, there's a lot of kids who went to camp, and like, I mean, they're, they're paying multi thousand dollars for a week of camp. And right. I was like, I could never have gone there growing up. Like, my family didn't have that kind of means. And, Right, and so like here's a camp that's allowing it to be open for any and all, and I just thought that was such a cool Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, yeah. so yeah, that was one of the big places I had I applied for. There was right. a couple, but that was kind of they ended up at the front top of the list real quick. Right, so you get that um, job. Yeah, um, what's the title there? What did you do? So there? I was the ozone director. Okay. for Rogers and Bentonville at the time. Okay, you were there how long? Uh, a little over two years. So. Uh, toward the end of two years, is this your transition to boys and girls? It is. So okay. uh, kind of towards the end of it. Got married, um, mm-hmm. mm. and so uh, yeah, we uh, at the time Kayla had finished school. She was a nurse and yeah. was working nights in the ICU, mm. and then most of my position uh, at the time um, was all evenings. Right, and so we we're just looking at schedules, and I mean, Warrior was great. Like I still have a great relationship with them. Um, I, even after I left, I still went out there and like um, did the ropes course training and things right. like that. And with my, uh, my daughter and James, um, uh, James and Olivia both go out there now as, uh, or James did, right. uh, as campers. Like we still love what they're doing, but yeah, the conversation just kind of like, is this realistic for being newlyweds? Mm. And, um, I had done some work with the boys and girls club as far as we had met. Um, cause a lot of the kids who were attending the Rogers unit, um, had gone to camp. And right. so I'd been in there quite a bit, just hanging out with kids and, uh, they approached me like, Hey, we have a director leaving. We mm. really wanted to see if you'd be interested um, in yeah. this, and just kind of the timing, how it all kind of played out, and so yeah, yeah. that was that transition to being the Rogers Unit Director. So yeah, and that's I, I, I don't know if anyone listening has been involved with or been to uh, a boys and girls club, um, but uh, it's again that same kind of mix of camp director and pastoral influence, you know, ministry influence um, over the kids because. Even in this area, 
you're going to get kids through the Boys and Girls Club regularly mm -hmm. that I would say um, need to be there. And yeah. I, I was one of those kids at one point. Um, I can remember spending summers, uh, a couple of different summers, spending time at the Boys and Girls Club and at, in our town. Right. And, uh, and uh, it was there's the kid they need to be there and uh, well you hear the you know maybe you've heard the phrase like latchkey kids or right you know, but you know whether it's a single household mm. or a dual working household but you've got right you know middle school junior high age and younger but students that parents are working right are they supposed to be there in the day right you know so let's create right. this healthy right. environment for them to be and be loved on exactly yeah so um, Grace Point. Uh, someone at Grace Point approaches you about stepping into student ministry. Yeah, so where my connection to Grace Point came, uh, and I just talk about the, the the importance of the local church. So uh, for those who've been around for a while, Pete Finfrock um, yeah. was actually an employee of mine. He worked, him and his wife both worked for me. Oh, cool. Um, when I first started, which was really cool. And so Pete and I had a really cool relationship. But Pete came on at Grace Point, and we got to talk, and we had lunch one day, and having conversations of like, man, how can the church serve? Um, the local community. Right. And I was like, I've got an idea for you. And what we started doing, I mean, it's no big uh, shock. Like the lot, as far right. as the demographics that was, I was serving um, as a Rogers unit was for the most, not all, but lower income families. Yeah. And so we started doing two things. One was once a month, um, Grace Point would have some families come in and create a mill, um, just this big like potluck mill, um, no cost, just come in, like let families eat, hang out, we do some games. Right. It was just this, like cool, like social time, and it was a great meal. The other thing they would do is once a month we would take a list of any student. So let's take month of April, any student who had a birthday in the month of April, and they would do this birthday celebration mm. for these students. And man, I got to tell you, that was one of the coolest things as far as seeing how. Right. Our, like I would have students who, I mean, habitually like getting in trouble, stealing something, fights, right. whatever. Right. But when that when the birthday deal started. Um, just like the joy that brought them because they were being recognized. Right. And like would beg me like, Mr. Kevin, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, like, is there anything else I can do? Like, I will go pick up trash. I will go do Like, I will do anything. Like, just don't like make me miss the birthday. You know, like wow. it was, and it was a really cool, yeah. like impactful deal for these, uh, for these kids. And so that awesome. was my connection to Grace Point. Right. So you kind of have that going on and forming some relationships and with some really cool families. And then, uh, my role transitioned there um, to being the director of operations. Um, and as that was happening, um, James comes into the fold. Mm. And so you've got Grace Point, who had the relationship with. They've got a really cool uh, adoption foster care ministry. Yeah. And then we have James, who at the church we were attending didn't have a youth group. And we felt like there was oh, right. a need for him to be a part of. And so it just it's just God kind of really like forming relationships and opening doors for us that right. set up to here. So we... Ended up uh, attending, uh, became members, and um, not too long after that, I get this phone call from uh, Caleb and says, hey, I'm transitioning jobs. Uh, I'd love to talk to you and see if uh, you'd be interested uh, in coming on board. I already said this, but you're involved in student ministry now. Uh, you've served in kind of some different capacities through in uh, student ministry throughout the years. Um, you guys work um, now. The team is uh, you, Devin, and Ellie. Kind of a tag team approach on things now. Is that how it works? Yeah. So when I first started, uh, the way it was kind of set up was I was just a junior high. Like I took over for Caleb when he took over for missions, and yeah. I did just junior high. And Wade did Wade right. Bryant did senior high. Mm -hmm. uh, but as we were over the years for different reasons and right. uh, it kind of made sense. We kind of made it more of a, a team approach instead right. of individual siloed. Right. Uh, so that's great. And, and, and just, I think it's been really nice hearing 
your history and, and what you've come through, um, vocationally speaking, um, because all of those things are student ministry uh, in and of themselves. And right. so, like, really, if you think about student ministry at a church, a lot of times you see that corporate gathering, you see the student gathering, and you see, like, you know, we got to have student worship and all these things. But just like what you're talking about, it's the hand-to-hand, um, face-to-face ministry that makes all the difference in those students' lives. And, and those student worship gatherings are important, and the students themselves gain something different out of that. But it's whenever they get in a bind and you get a late night phone call Mm -hmm. and you get to be that person to help guide, uh, to help push them back to Jesus, you know, thinking about what, you know, what's the decision that, that you know is right. Or, um, even if it's not a bad thing, it's just a big decision, you know, that hand to hand, that face to face ministry is a big deal. When it's funny you say that, like, I remember at some point, like looking back and thinking like, I had no desire to work for vocation for a church when Mm. this kind of past started. And looking back, I'm like, God, like, I, I don't quite understand like how I ended up here, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then him, you know, God kind of speaking to me about like, it's not about whether you work at a church or a camp or a boys mm-hmm. school. It's about the heart of what you're doing and serving students. Right. And exactly what you're talking about, those late night calls, those conversations of when, you know, life just kind of hits the fan and right. being someone who is a consistent presence that they're willing to call. Right. And to me, like, that's where ministry in life is being done well. Like when you right. know you're someone that a student can call at whatever hour because right. this happened. And you're exactly right. It's uh, not to be too strong on this, but it's who you are. It's not right. It's not right. a ministry point. It's not uh, seven ways to grow your, your student group. It's your heart. And do you care about reaching people for Jesus? You guys specifically working with students. Um, so, Let's talk about something that is not related to students at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, kind of. Uh, I guess it could be in a roundabout way. But uh, life on the farm. Yeah. So two years ago, we yeah decided to buy a farm. That's right. So, so. farm farm life. <laughs> um, Mount Olive Farm. Yes. Farm or farms? Uh, farms. Uh, farm, and okay, we went farms, plural. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the right. It just sounds better. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It sounded better. Yeah. And we went plural because we're not mono anything we wanted to be very right. holistic as far as what we're doing right so we've got a lot of things that we're going when we may be crazy for it yeah and we're uh we're having fun with it did and the so, yurt come first yes well, okay I mean, the, the farm itself came first well, yeah. oh right right yeah, the yeah. property yeah yeah so, so we have property. a yurt and if you don't know what that uh-huh. is you need to look it up but uh we rent that out um they're in and, stark competition with uh tim logan star landing <laughs> not uh, even <laughs> apples to apples uh, it's not no it, it, it's not apple to apples because it's a yurt and it's more like it's uh, glamping. fancy glamping okay, yes glamping, glamping is yeah. the term we use I mean, glamping, there's, right. it's totally off grid there's no electricity right like, there's uh, a double decker there's outhouse. not a double decker oh. but there is an outhouse so <laughs> yeah, yeah so i'll tell you that but there but is like nice. running not running but like there's a gravity fed water system as far right. as like washing hands and things but right um it's great for like a one night stay like you don't want all the hassle of setting up a tent and all this but you want to come out and just have like a camping experience with your kids right uh, and my, you guys have been busy i mean it's been, yes. it's been a big deal uh, my wife definitely laughed at me when i brought up the idea and she's like <laughs> no one will want to stay here for one and two like really yeah. And, um, and you're like, who's laughing now? Right. Like yeah. she's, I will say this. She, uh, one of the, her awesome, uh, char- her traits is that she's willing to go along with my crazy ideas. And so she's <laughs> right. whittled her down a little bit on it. And she's like, fine, if you want to go with it, let's, let's pull the trigger and right. let's make it happen. And so, so the first installment on Mount Olive Farms is the yurt. Yeah. What's the second installment? Uh, chickens. Chickens. So we've got currently like 26. Okay. Um, which we've been big on trying to repurpose things. And so we've got that. Yeah. Um, we've got a big uh, like raised bed garden area, greenhouse yeah. that I just built. 
uh, over the Christmas break. That was uh, the big project. Um, we've been dabbling in composting. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the, specifically vermicomposting. So, okay. Which is worms. Okay. Uh, so I have a, a small worm farm. About okay. small. Yeah. I've got like 20,000 worms. Uh, <laughs> okay. They're in yeah. these containers. And so we, we formed a relationship with uh, uh, a local uh, produce distributor. And right. so we get like either misorders or like things that aren't, can't go on the shelves for whatever reason. Right. And so we'll go get those. And then we'll, um, we'll we give some. And then the other thing we've got now is pigs. So we give oh, some yeah. to the pigs. We've been making food compost mm-hmm. um, just in big bins and then we grind some up and we feed our worms and so yeah it's a cool the, worm, like the worms just chill in there like that yeah what's so, their purpose um when it comes to uh basically their poop uh okay. yeah it's like the gold standard when it comes to uh fertilizer for okay plants and uh, and stuff so sure. they have castings that fall down it's the system that catches and uh you end up creating what's called a worm tea and so okay. it's basically like a spray fertilizer so think of like okay. i'm like a tea bag and you'd like uh have the castings in there and let it soak and then you can go spray, but it's like the the gold standard when it comes to fertilizer. And so that's cool, yeah. Which then leads into our latest venture, which I guess we're crazy because as I'm rattling these off, I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, we're yeah. putting in a a U-Pick flower farm. Nice. So that's been our big um, our big thing this year. Um, right. And so we've been planting flowers like crazy. And so between right. our basement and seeds germinating to our greenhouse, and them kind of coming full stock, and then planting them in the ground. Uh, right. Uh, flowers are coming, so there's there's really thousands good. and thousands of seeds at our house that are yeah. in process. So if you're interested, you've got a glamping opportunity out there, uh, but you pick flowers going on there. You've got um, some, uh, if you want, guess want to come observe a worm. Well, I was about to say, if your children need a punishment, I mean, an educational experience, right, yeah. they can come help us with uh, compost. Yes, or, that's right. That's right. Uh, or what I'm really excited for, our first two pigs go to butcher May third. So you know, nice. you and I, we're we're I'm big gonna, on smoking I'm, some meat. And I'm down with it. I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited it. about that coming. Yeah. Well, Kevin, I appreciate you sitting with me, man. Um, I look forward to getting you on some more episodes in the future, uh, talking about maybe some more specialized topics. Um, but if you want to get a hold of Kevin, uh, you know, want to talk about, uh, it could be student ministry related things, could be adoption related things, um, it could be uh, just trying to get him to know him a little bit better. Uh, you can email him at kevin at gracepointchurch.net. Uh, he's also out in the parking lot on Sundays. He's yes. just waving stuff and like waving at people, uh, catching first-time guests as they come in the door, kind of being that front right. that front entry there. As some of the other staff say, we're fully invested. With our, our Invest. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And our sweet Grace Point best at our team. Oh, rocks. my word. Yeah. Or, yeah, if, if, uh, if you're listening and you're like, I don't have anything to do, I don't really know what to do with the church, join the parking lot team. Man. Yeah. We have a ton of fun. We love to there. have you. get to be outside and you get yeah. to interact with people and yeah. it's fun. Yeah, so uh, definitely definitely do that. Uh, also, just remember, subscribe in whatever way that you're listening right now. That way you can get notified when these episodes drop. And jump in the App Store and download that Grace Point app where you can give and you can also uh, send in prayer requests and things like that to our staff. And as we all know, uh, as Grace Pointers, we want to show and share Jesus in everyday conversation. Lifts it.